With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay. Welcome to the That's Good Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. We're here. We are here. Uh, this is an NFL podcast where we are going to talk about every game that's coming up this weekend, plus some NFL news that's happening today-ish. Um, uh, some interesting games this week. A lot to digest about the football season so far. But we are now partnered with Blue Wire, the podcasting network. So That's Good Sports is available every day. Um, and then this hour-long podcast with Will and I, really, I, I don't know how to classify what we do, Will. But I don't basically, either. if you're a listener, I would imagine your favorite football podcast and then imagine one that's a little bit better, and that's probably what we do, regardless mm-hmm. of what you're thinking of right now. That's well, it's kinda... like, yeah, it's like if you take your favorite comedy podcast and then uh, pair it with your favorite sports podcast and they fuck and have a baby, it's basically like that. Yeah. Now, maybe yeah. you don't love that baby. Maybe no. that baby is growing up to be a bad person, but. That's yeah. out of our control at this point. Right? right. We're already 50 plus episodes in, which is in podcast years. That's like an eight year old child. Yeah. And usually by, by 50, you, the, the hosts sort of develop a, uh, a relationship together and a voice. Uh, we have yet to do that, but we're still like, we're very good. I would yeah, say. No, I'd say the relationship has gotten worse. If anything. Yeah. This is <laughs> chemistry. Yeah. We are hanging by a thread here. Um, right. Thank God we have like football stuff to talk about. Yes. But there's a, the cool thing is with Blue Wire, there's a ton of sports, ca- sports podcasts uh, that they, they have networked together. A lot of great podcasters. So we are happy to be with them. And then they are taking my YouTube videos and basically turning those into small daily podcasts. So this long one goes up every Thursday. Um, and then the the short ones Monday through Friday, and so you just got to subscribe to That's Good Sports podcast. That's uh, that's the deal. Yeah, and if you guys are uh, big time New Yorkers like us, and you ride the subway to work every day, and you're tired of uh, watching Brandon's videos while you're yeah. while you're you know going to work, and people are asking you who's that uh, who's that hairy man in the sports coat that you, that you've been watching on your phone for the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, What's your you, problem? Um, now you can just listen to it in your, in your headphones without anybody harassing you, except for, you know, possibly a homeless man. Yeah. So basically, uh, you get four days without Will Keyes' voice, yep. except for some of the jokes that he writes that come out as my voice. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, it's, it's, it's NFL news. I, did, I do not test well visually with a lot of people, so, uh, you know. This is, we're trying this out. Hopefully people dig it. They, if, if they catch on to that as fast as they caught on to my YouTube channel, seven years from now, Will, we will be very optimistic about (laughs) this endeavor. I'll be 30 Um, years old. Uh, You'll be, yeah, you'll be 50. Um, Whoa, (laughs) whoa, I'll be 40, bro. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no. Jesus. Don't scare. I I almost believed you at first. (laughs) uh anyway let's jump into good, this let's jump podcast. into talking about not me being 50 yeah. speaking of speaking of uh very high numbers patrick mahomes could sign a deal above 200 million dollars this offseason per we're both adam Schefter, right per or, adam Schefter. but 
do we always have to say per like we know it's either it's either Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport I don't think people are assuming that we're the ones that reported this news no I know that but don't we just assume all news comes from either of those two guys basically every now and then a local guy breaks some shit but it's it's either those two guys and my question is like do they have the same sources and do like those sources decide I'm calling Adam first or I'm calling Ian Rappaport first today? Honestly, I think they get texted probably at the same time. It's just, I think a lot of it comes down to who tweets it first. Yeah, no, it's who's got their phone ready and it isn't in the middle of doing like a live segment for ESPN or NFL Network. Which honestly, let's be real. It sounds like a terrible way to live your life. That sounds so God. That job's got to be draining. I don't think Ian Rappaport, like, he, how do they sleep? How well, do they- I'm get, honestly, I'm getting close to, to catching them in terms of – I do a show every day now, Will. Yeah, and true. And then – well, And I'm taking all of their information, and then we're trying to write jokes for it, which is way fucking harder than just reporting things. Oh, yeah, no. Well, first of all, we should be paid more. Exactly. That's the point. Because we're taking the work that they've done and making it slightly better. Slightly. Yeah. And slightly different. It's like yeah, harder to consume. Yeah, um, it's like they've sculpted the head of of David, and then we right. come in and we add the chiseled body to it. Yeah, we chiseled the dick and the proportionately sized penis. Speaking of which, Kyle. Long- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I missed that for Monday, and I'm so glad you found that story. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, well. I definitely didn't go looking for it. I didn't just uh, Google Kyle Long's dick like I do every day. <laughs> the one day you don't <laughs> search for Kyle Long's penis uh, online. I guess I'll never see his penis. Yeah. Tariq Cohen was live streaming. <laughs> he was live streaming in the locker room. And of course, you're going to catch a naked penis in the background. Yeah, uh, every single time. What do you expect? Why are... My, my, here's the real question. Is this the first step in the direction of Antonio Brown for Tariq Cohen? Because that's where it all started for AB, yeah. right? Facebook live streaming in, in the locker room, and then it was, ooh, just a, like dropped off a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It went downhill real quick. Let's hope not. Let's hope not for Tariq Cohen. I don't want another Antonio Brown situation. I don't think I, any of us. No. Yeah. Although it's, it's very good for uh, our business. Yeah, but and, and maybe you know, maybe we do want that. <clears throat> yeah, but T- Tariq's not good enough yet for it to be as as big of a deal. No, no, it's been it kind won't. of. I don't know what's going on with the Bears' offense, but he's kind of underutilized right now. I feel like. Um, but that was. <laughs> I'll take as many naked football players online as we can get for for comedy sure. purposes. Also, um, I know we talked about in the video, but people were saying that Kyle Long and, you know, I'm just repeating what they said because to me this is slanderous, uh, uncalled for, just downright mean-spirited. They were saying that Kyle Long has a not-so-long dong. Yeah, which still isn't short, but not so long. I just wanted to say that, he is a very uh, probably above average penis, and anyone that has a penis uh, in the same ballpark as Kyle Long is doing fine. And and stop asking me. <laughs> yeah, I think he went on the uh, Pardon My Take podcast, yeah. and I think he made yeah. a bunch of pretty funny jokes to address. So to address the situation. Yeah. Um, anyway, which, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mahomes is going to make a ton of money. Yeah, we all expected it. So, it's I mean, it's Mahomes and Pres- uh, Prescott at this point. We're both going to get massive contracts. Yep. Both teams probably trying to get a deal done as soon as possible. And then both quarterbacks are probably just like, eh, we'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait this out. Um, it's just insane. Obviously, Mahomes deserves it. It looks like Prescott deserves it right now, but – the Cowboys have played a bunch of easy teams. We'll get to that later. Uh, but Mahomes, Brady, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Marcus Mariota, none have thrown picks yet. Mariota, the only surprise on that list. 
Who do you think throws their first pick in that group? All right, so Mahomes has the Lions this week. And Brady, these are quarterbacks who have started all three games, too. Sorry. Right, right. Brady has uh, – Buffalo. Buffalo. That's a good defense. Seattle has – let's take a look. They play uh, – The Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Probably not him. Uh, Lamar Jackson plays the Browns. Aaron Rodgers plays tonight against the Eagles. Marcus Marietta plays the Falcons. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Ooh, Brady against the Bills. That's a good defense. Maybe, like, Tredavious White picks them off. Uh, all of those teams are winning, have a winning record, except, of course, for Mariota. Marcus so. Mariota. Interesting. We'll talk about later. Uh, Melvin Gordon returned to the Chargers. So he, he held out, Will. We all yeah. know Melvin Gordon, the running back, was holding out. Wanted a new deal. Did not get a new deal. Probably will not be with the Chargers next season. Forfeited $989,000 in salary and could face up to $1.2 million in fines. Still will make $4.6 million this season, assuming he doesn't get any more fines. I think that number depends on how much he's actually fined, but was it worth it? What did he accomplish? I don't know what he accomplished. I think the Chargers were a worse team without him. I think a lot of people jumped to the conclusion after the first game that the Chargers don't need Melvin Gordon, and Austin Eckler does the same exact thing, and that's just not true. Melvin Gordon is a really good running back. He's probably a top-ten running back uh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Eckler's good. he's a good complimentary back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. But Melvin Gordon is better at just about everything. And to say that they weren't missing anything without him is just painfully stupid, in my opinion. And yeah. they, probably, they probably beat the Lions in week two if they have Melvin Gordon. Uh, instead of Austin Eckler, who fumbled uh, in a big spot. Uh, yeah, I think like the difference there is Melvin Gordon, is he's a three-down running back. That's easy to say. But, like, the Chargers kind of had some injury issues with Mike Williams at wide receiver. So, a healthy Melvin Gordon you can have in the backfield, and then you can throw Austin Eckler out wide or flank him or whatever to get him involved in the passing game and have both of those guys on the field. Like, I think that's where you, you really hurt missing a guy like Gordon if you're the Chargers. Uh, right. he, he rested his body for four weeks. Uh, I don't know. You know, in terms of wear and tear, that's obviously nice. But I, I always worry about guys who miss time and then come back in and because they're not – I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know if it – I think he still has just as much chance of getting hurt is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. I mean, he he got – he gave up $300,000 uh, for each one of those weeks to not play. Yeah, that is more than I would be willing to give up. <laughs> I would agree. It's pretty steep. Okay. Also, NFL dropped its proposal for an 18-game season. Now they're going to try to force 17 games down our throats. They couldn't even get uh, enough owners to support an 18-game season, which is kind of surprising because I thought that the whole reason 18 games was even up in the air is because the owners supported it. But uh Maybe the owners realize none of their fucking players will do this, so let's 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 throw eighteen out there and know we really just want to try for seventeen. <laughs> so we've got yeah, I'm assuming they've uh discarded the rule where each starter has to miss two weeks or whatever. Yeah, no, God. That was probably the worst rule proposal in any sport ever. Yeah, they just get they get stupid with their greed. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's the thing, though, that they could do to make the 17-game schedule work. And I didn't read the full proposal. Uh, so if this is actually the idea, then I'm no, saying that I sound smart. But so each team gets eight home games, eight away games, and one neutral site game. Oh, so each team plays either in London or Mexico City or Canada international or, neutral right or, or tokyo or when we invade iran we can play there the ukraine Ooh, uh, yeah. Pyongyang, north korea 
just as a sign of goodwill. Um, master of ceremonies, Dennis Rodman will uh, will fire the starting gun at kickoff. And referee the game. And referee the game. Yeah. And also sit in the box with uh, Kim Jong-un. Basically what I'm saying is it's a great opportunity to grow the league. Interesting. International. Yeah. Every team plays an international game. That is – when does London – when do the London games start? Is that week five? Yeah, probably pretty soon. Yeah, I know everybody – I mean, there's probably one being played right now, actually. We just don't know. Right. Yeah, because time zones. Time zones. It's impossible to say, like, no. what week it is in London right now, let alone right. it could be an actual time. It could be 1992 in London, yeah. for all we know. Uh, I, I personally can't wait to wake up at 6.30 to see more football. To see the Jaguars? Yeah. Ooh, Gardner Minshew in London, though? Now they got something. There's going to be a lot of babies born with mustaches in London. It's a Gardner after. baby. I had a Gardner baby. Uh, okay, last piece of news before we go to all the games. Uh, Antonio Brown is no longer done with the NFL. Drew Rosenhaus said multiple teams are interested in in him. Uh, and AB tweeted, the game need me. I'm like test answers. So uh, which teams are really interested in him? And is it concerning that NFL teams are interested in Antonio Brown, but the XFL has already come out and said they, will, they would not consider Antonio Brown? Uh, I don't know. I don't think anyone is interested, to be honest. Yeah, that feels like something an agent just says. So people, he probably is, he's lying. He's probably lying to Antonio saying, yes, there's some teams interested. Just I don't know if don't I had do anything any, stupid. I don't know if I had any respect for Drew Rosenhaus going into this. Uh, but if there was any, it's gone now. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's he's really tested the limits of how much Antonio Brown the world can handle. Yeah. And then uh, overstep those lines Bye. repeatedly <laughs> every other day for the last. Also, you, you know, you could just study for a test instead of getting the answers, but yeah. And if Antonio Brown gave me an answer for a test, I would right. just not use it. No. Yeah. I would not trust that. I think he's openly uh, admitting to, to cheating while he's enrolled. Yeah, because he went back to college or some shit. He's doing, like, online classes for Central Michigan. So, finally, once he gets his degree from a prestigious university like Central Michigan, uh, he can enter the workforce. I choose business ethics. Yeah. The, te <laughs> the team that's interested in him is the, uh, is the team at uh, Taco Bell. Mm. Team Taco Bell. The only way to make the NFL even more exciting is to bet on the games. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports books. And don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, and it's where you should too. Join MyBookie, and they will double your first deposit. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. You play, you win, you get paid. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's Razors. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's and claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. I use Harry's Razors because my neck fuzz isn't going to shave itself. Harry's provides quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade, and they keep prices low by cutting out the middleman and not with their razors. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. On to Washington... <laughs> Versus the Giants. No Saquon Barkley. Has a high ankle sprain, but he's not going to need surgery. So that's good news. Um, Jordan Reed is probably still concussed and probably will always be, but uh, for some reason they're going to bring him back eventually. Uh, yeah, so they're sounds saying like a his, terrible idea. His career's not done, but uh, we'll see. 
I feel bad for Jordan Reed, but I did too. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. Finish. No, that was pretty much it. I mean, uh, Jay Gruden said that he basically came out and said that Case Keenum is going to get another chance, and uh, it wouldn't be fair to pull him while he's still getting a feel for the offense, and while you know a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of important players like Donald Penn and and Terry McLaurin and. Uh, Eric Flowers are still getting acclimated to this offense too. Uh, So I don't, I think what that means is they don't trust Dwayne Haskins with the playbook yet. Right. Essentially. And Cole McCoy, or sorry, Cole McCoy, Case Keenum has not been playing terribly. He had three pretty ugly turnovers against the bears, but uh, he's scoring. He's got seven touchdowns through three games. He's got ga- great chemistry with their third-round wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, who's got five catches and a touchdown in each of the first three games. Probably Looks like probably the best rookie receiver at this point, um, despite being uh, mostly like a special teams project coming into the draft. But it turns out um, – you know, he's become their de facto number one wide receiver, kind of everything they expected Josh Doxson to become and never did. Right. Uh, but at this point, I don't think we're going to see his college teammate, Dwayne Haskins, yet because, A, you know, they didn't put him in last week because they're playing the Bears, and you're probably going to do your rookie quarterback a disservice. Um, I don't think you want to put him in on the road either, but uh, I think it comes down to he doesn't quite have – a grasp of the offense like Case Keenum does. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you have to assume uh, Jay Gruden is trying to figure out what is actually best for Dwayne Haskins because right. that might be the only thing Jay Gruden's coaching for. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, the only way he saves his job is Dwayne Haskins comes in near the end of the season and looks really good and promising. Uh, and somehow they convinced Trent Williams to come back. Yeah. It's... Fire Dan Snyder and uh, find a new groundskeeper that keeps the players from all tearing their ACLs. Uh, it's a lot of things that need to happen, basically, for Washington to be good again. Yeah, and I, the, the, I think you're right probably about Haskins. I feel like the Giants would be a great defense for a young quarterback to make his debut against. They would. Um, but we've got uh, Daniel Jones playing in his second game. First time right, at home. Talk about uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, who looked – he played a lot better than I imagined he would. He also got a couple lucky breaks, but I have to credit you. Last week said the big difference will be Daniel Jones – a lot more mobile than people think yep. is, uh, you know, can make plays with his legs and God damn it. Will he rushed for two touchdowns was a huge difference because he could do that. And the craziest thing, I feel like this Saquon Barkley injury, which is significant all of a sudden doesn't feel like a huge deal for the giants because right. they're yeah. on the high of Daniel Jones playing so well, uh, you know, week one, um, it just – if you're a Giants fan, you got to feel a lot better than you did when the draft happened and it was the instant disaster. How, how quickly is that, uh, has that narrative gone away? Oh, it's disappeared. He la- was the laughing stock of the draft, and now it's like that never happened. It's like, well, maybe you should have been taken number one. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, let's give him, you know, two more games and then compare – Kyler Murray's first three games to his. And Let's do it. He's probably got more rushing yards at this point. More rush. Yeah, I know he has yeah. more rushing touchdowns. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy. It's one of the things I love about football, though, is everything is so reactionary, and that's, yeah. I guess, what we try to, like, capitalize on in terms of making jokes about. And also and why, avoid. Like, in yeah, our like avoid doing way. serious analysis of – a draft right after it happens because we know how we know it's stupid, stupid and there's no point, but also there's like people that like hunger for that, for yeah. those kind of takes. And so basically we're exploiting our audience um, while actually informing them correctly. Right. We're doing the Lord's work. Uh, Essentially, Yeah. Uh, but America's racism was exposed last week for thinking that uh, a white quarterback couldn't run. 
effectively. Yeah. And so Boy, America's racist Jones uh, proved them wrong. Right. You know, uh, Tampa Bay's defense uh, forgot to put a quarterback spy on him because he's, you know, he's just some Didn't skinny white him. guy from Duke. Didn't spy on him. Uh, it won't happen again. It's not going to happen again. Yeah. Luckily, he gets Josh Norman this weekend. Uh, I, think gonna, uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take the Giants. Whoa. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Giants. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Redskins. Ah, I knew you were gonna say that. I think. My uh, gut says Washington. Yeah, I think they're zero three, and they've been playing better than uh, your typical zero three team. I think they'll find a way to pull it out. But I, I'm excited to see Daniel Jones play again. He's turned Evan Ingram into one of the most viable fantasy tight end options. Uh, in the league. Um, yeah, no, I, I like I like everything that he does for this offense, and the Giants are fun to watch again for the first time in a long time. Right, and then after this week, they get uh, Golden Tate back, right? So right, yeah, so that should be interesting. Season. So they get uh, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate on the outside, which, and then when you add in Evan Ingram, that's a pretty formidable uh, receiving core. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing was Barkley was hurt most of that game last week, and right. which really, I mean, that may that forces you to ask a lot of your your first time starting quarterback, and he handled that pressure well. So uh, I'll stick with the Giants. I'm taking the Giants. I'm taking the Redskins. Uh, we'll probably have to pick up the pace on these yeah. games a little bit. Uh, I got Kansas City at Detroit. I'm taking Kansas City. Um, I'm assuming you are yeah. too. I'll They're take f- the Chiefs. They're six and a half point favorites. Six and a half. Detroit is two zero and one. They're technically undefeated. They they played really well against Philadelphia on the road. Yeah, I know they're missing a lot of uh, pieces on uh, Philly's offense, but that was an impressive win. I think. Detroit's a scrappy team right now. That, that should be three now. I think is like coming together as the team. <laughs> I think Matt Pat- Patricia wanted to to make, and uh, last year was not good for him or that team. But I think if they can finish this season with just say a winning record, that the Lions have a lot to build on. And don't have to fire their head coach. Yeah, and <laughs> you know technically, what I mean? uh, technically, eight, seven, and one is a winning record for them. Exactly. So, so they would be in the same position as the uh, what the the Browns from last uh, the year. Browns were seven, eight, and one. Don't Ooh, worry. Oh, so they one better. Have, they didn't even have a winning record. Right. Talking all that shit. Um. So yeah, we're taking. We're both taking the Chiefs. We'll take the Chiefs. Uh. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah, here's what – the Detroit Lions, their defense looks pretty good. I'm curious to see how they play against Kansas City, who's scoring uh, only the third most points per game behind Baltimore and uh, New England. So that was the only stat I wanted to mention. I thought the Chiefs would have the second-highest scoring offense, but it's third. Okay, Titans-Falcons. Titans-Falcons, uh, like you called it, the, the disappointment bowl. I think that's fair. Yeah. Falcons are one and two. Titans are one and two. Uh, my question is, after how Marcus Mariota played on Thursday last week against the Jags, should we be on Ryan Tannehill watch? I don't know, man. I, I can't figure out Mariota. Is this a better team with Ryan Tannehill, I guess, is what I'm asking. It might be from start to finish. Because didn't Mariota have, like, a decent second half last week? Uh, I don't I don't know. He's getting sacked sixteen on sixteen percent uh, of his dropbacks. That's the problem. It's like I know their their line isn't hasn't been as good in pass protection. A lot of it's Mariota too. A lot of it is him holding onto the ball and taking taking unnecessary sacks. Some of it's not his fault. I know a lot of Titans fans really love him, but I guess not like sure why. I mean, he's a really good guy. I think if you go one and three, then you have nothing to lose by exactly. switching with Tannehill. You know what I mean? The, in a division that's winnable, too. Right. I think this would be a huge road win for Tennessee. 
both these teams are kind of in a, I don't want to say desperate situation, but both are underperforming. Um, the Falcons, every other week, I think they're bad, and then they're good, then they're bad again. I think they're bad again, so I'm going to pick them to win. Yeah, I'm going to take – yeah, I'm gonna take the Falcons at home as well. I mean, they've been their own type of disappointing this year, uh, just because Matt Ryan's turning the ball over a lot more than than usual, especially uh, more than he has yeah. the last three years. But uh, I think Devontae Freeman's been a huge disappointment. He's only averaging three and a half yards per carry this year. They let Tevin Coleman go. Who knows how he'd be playing or if he'd be healthy in this offense, but right. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like they have a lot of options out of the backfield. Edo Smith is hurt. Oh, is he um, hurt? So I was just going to say, they need to get more Edo Smith in there. They're not very fast right now coming out of the backfield. Um, not a lot of – because Tevin Coleman was the receiving threat and really like changed the way that offense worked. Um, and now all they really have is uh, go to Julio Jones, which is admittedly a pretty good option, yeah. but and- – uh, it's one dimensional. Calvin Ridley disappeared last week. Uh, I guess he, I'm not sure it's his fault, but the zone defensive coverage, he, uh, he couldn't, he couldn't figure out how to get open in that. Um, I was reading something about it. Wasn't saying whether it was his fault or uh, the offensive coordinator for not figuring out how to utilize him better. I think he only had one target last week. So I think Atlanta gets, Ridley and Julio more involved together. They, like, they've had success when both of those guys are kind of, you know, a threat. And if your only threat is Julio Jones, then, like, you're just – the point you just made, there's not a lot coming out of the backfield. So it really makes that offense uh, limited. Although Austin Hooper scored a shit ton of fantasy points last week. I only know that because he was on my bench. So <laughs> – I didn't watch enough of that game to speak intelligently on it, but we both take the Falcons. We're taking the Falcons. All right. Browns, Ravens, uh, not really an interesting game for me anymore. Uh, Baltimore. Fairly interesting. I think uh, the point favorites at home. This is kind of a breaking point game for the Browns because they hung in there against the Rams uh, and with a Sunday night football audience. Uh, but they kind of crapped the bed when it when it mattered most. I think people are realizing that Freddie Kitchens was a fucking terrible choice to be the head coach of this team. He, this was the first time in the recorded history of the NFL, according to ESPN, that a team has run a draw play on fourth and nine. Yeah, he got uh, hammered. Pretty for that. indefensible. I mean, if it worked, they would have called him a genius, obviously. But uh, yeah. the thing about running a draw play on fourth and nine is it's probably not going to work. No, you and do that on third and nine. Yeah, no, that's – or second and nine, first and nine even. The, the draw play is – on whatever down and long, the draw play is – this is 95% chance this is not going to work. We're setting the punt, yeah. We're probably going to get some yards back for the punt we got to do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was, uh, to me, that kind of reminds me of, um, shit. Like Mike Shanahan's offense. I felt like when the Broncos were in a bad spot on third down, it was yeah, always draw, a draw play and they just pass. settled for the punt, yep. regrouped. Maybe yeah. I'm misremembering that, but that's kind of what it felt like to me. Do you think, okay, here's my theory. Do you think um, Freddie Kitchens just thought it was third and nine? I wouldn't and then doubt it's, it. What's more embarrassing, though, calling a draw on fourth and nine or admitting that you didn't know what down it was? Equal. I think they're both equally pretty bad. I, I think, say I just I made just a bad call on fourth down. I say at I don't least know. there you, you appear to be paying attention to the game and maybe you had an idea. Like, I can forgive that more than yeah, – It's like, oh, we saw something on tape. What down it is. No, it's – I mean, yeah, it's easier to get away with – saying I made a bad call because like oh well we saw a tendency in their defense when we were studying them on film it's like no one's gonna be like oh no you didn't no you didn't it's like yeah well they dropped the linebacker in the coverage here you know 85 percent of the time we're playing the percentages although I'm sure uh Freddie Kitchens doesn't strike me as a guy who who plays the percentages in anything no he doesn't seem like a uh he's no goodwill hunting no no indeed no indeed (laughs) 
Um, but they, yeah, so they screwed up there. Uh, they couldn't cover Cooper Cup. And they they had first and goal inside the 10. And they, they couldn't do it. Baker couldn't punch it in. Uh, it felt like, you know, with all the pieces on their offense, with Njoku and, and Beckham and Landry, on fourth down, they threw the ball to Taylor Ratley. Mm. Uh, so that, it, it sounds like, they don't know what they're doing on offense. They don't know what they want to do. They don't know who to go to. Uh, they don't have a guy that's going to step up when someone's being double covered. Uh, they're just not a very organized offense. They have no leader of men. No. And speaking of people that have been making uh, their offensive line look worse than it is, it's not just Marcus Mariota, it's Baker Mayfield too. And uh, understandably so because Aaron Donald was – uh, really ruining that game for him, and he was uh, backpedaling for his life. And it probably didn't uh, call any plays that helped him in that scenario. But he's not making his offensive line look any better, and he's bailing out of plays really quickly, throwing off his back foot a lot, and um, it doesn't help. No, that's why I'm pick- picking the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens too. Um, that's why I I think the Ravens can beat you a lot of ways. Uh, Mark Ingram, I think he won like ground player of the week in the AFC or some shit. Yeah, he had three um, touchdowns against the Chiefs. They're averaging over 200 rushing yards a game. That stat's starting to be a little pr- imp- impressive after three weeks of football now. Yep. Uh, Lamar Jackson did not play great against Kansas City. He got bailed out a couple times uh, by his receivers. Right. But, I mean, he still did – he wasn't accurate. He did some crazy impressive things, got a little lucky, got more of what I feel like is going to be an average Lamar Jackson game, but I just think the Ravens are a pretty good team. So we both Yeah, I think, I think they showed us that his first two games were more of an aberration and uh, owed to the fact that they're playing two of the worst teams in the NFL uh, than an indicator of what his actual season is going to turn into. Yeah, Which I think probably be roughly average, maybe slightly above average. Yeah, the Ravens defense hasn't been like uh, quite as as good as I think we're we're used to seeing. Well, I mean, just look at it. like Zadarius Smith is playing uh, excellent football. Yeah, they lost guys. Uh, C.J. Mosley, you know, barely played this year, but when he did play, he looked like the best player on the field they for lost the Jets. Smith, Mosley, Suggs, who Suggs, yeah. And uh, Eric Weddle. I think Jimmy Smith has been hurt as well. He has, yeah. So if they get Jimmy Smith back, and maybe I feel like the Ravens are actually a team uh, Jalen Ramsey would make sense to go to. I was just going to say that, yeah. Um, Once his his flu back pregnancy. Um, But I think for, for the Ravens to be a serious, like, playoff threat, they have to have a top 10 defense like all around. And if their defense is really good, then Lamar Jackson can be great for them. But he feels like a quarterback who's always going to need uh, just that little extra help from his defense right. to, to prolong like winning yeah. uh, year in and year out. But also, we should, I mean, we should give them credit too for coming back in that game. In against Kansas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kansas City is, <laughs> they, they got worked early, and they, they fought back. I think they get back into the win column this week, and I think they'll be in the playoffs. But, and mostly because it looks like their division is shit. That, <laughs> a division helps. I thought might be pretty good looks like yeah, shit. One win outside of uh, the Ravens, and it belongs so, to the Browns, who played the Jets. So yeah. make it half a win. Okay, Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. This is a pretty good game. Yeah. I, I think, like this. Uh, Man, Kyle Allen, he played good. He was he awesome. Played, he threw, yeah, threw four touchdowns for the Panthers. Um, against the Cardinals, right? So Against the Cardinals, not a great defense, but he looked good. Uh, Christian McCaffrey ripped off a long touchdown. He looks better than ever. This offense just looked so much more competent uh, and so much just – I don't know. It, it worked well. Like The impressive part about Kyle Allen was he was putting the ball – in the receiver's hands so that they could make a play after the catch. Uh, He was was letting Curtis Samuel get involved and DJ Moore was getting involved. And it's like, this is how this offense was supposed to be 
when they drafted all these fast guys yeah. and it runs better with a quarterback who's accurate enough to let them get yards after the catch. Cam Newton's not that. It looks like Kyle, Kyle Allen is. And yeah. um, the thing we'll with see Cam- how he looks against a better defense, I guess. Yeah. And the thing with Cam, I think, is he's had injuries. So, and they've been serious injuries that he right. probably shouldn't have tried to play through. I don't think it's fair to question Cam Newton's like toughness because I think he's no, incredibly not. tough. Uh, he's taken some of the most brutal shots and continue to play through it as a quarterback. But even Cam Newton, when he's good, you still question the the accuracy and the the ball placement from him. Well, it's not so, a surprise. He throws he throws predominantly with his shoulders, right, and his arm as opposed to his feet. Yeah, and that's he's a how you giant, strong man, and he's never had to use, right. like, you know. <laughs> he's the guy, kind of guy who can just do this, and the ball goes, like, 50 yards. So, <laughs> as you get old, I think, like, you know, those things get exposed a little bit in the NFL. Um, yeah, it turns out that's pretty stressful on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's what I thought was crazy. is so, I, I can't remember who it was. They were talking about Kyle Allen, and it was an NFL, like, former NFL player and an analyst, and they are saying, like, well, a guy like Kyle Allen, he's just listening to what the coach is telling him to do. Maybe it was Deion Sanders because this sounded like it. He's like, coach is telling him what to do on the earpiece. He's listening to what the coach wants him to, wants him to do, so that's why he's not making any mistakes. You got an old guy in there like Cam Newton. He ain't going to always do what the coach tells him to do, and that's why this offense is working better is because Kyle Allen's listening to North Turner is basically what it boiled down to. And the longer – Deion Sanders talked on the NFL Network, not at the NFL Network, seeming like he doesn't even want to be fucking part of the NFL Network. I'm like, why are they still letting this guy talk after every game? But uh, Yeah, those, those hair plugs are, are seeping into his brain. <laughs> he's like, he, he seems angry that he's on TV. Right. And then his analysis always is just... just Garbage. It sucks. It's no... Yeah, it is really like it is mind-boggling when you take into account how much they make versus uh, extremely informed, uh, good take artists like ourselves, right? Who work, who you know, who uh, burn the midnight oil trying to give the kind listener uh, a little bit of content each and every day to make their life better. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was trying to say Kyle Allen might not be that good, but he played good because he listened to his coach. <laughs> I mean, okay. All right, Dion. Uh, and if I got that wrong, sure. don't look it up. But that's what I felt like when I heard it. All right, so, ooh. I'm going to take uh, – I'm still going to take the Texans. I think they, uh, they played well. Watson's also week. very good. He's also very good because he listens to his coaches. Yeah. I'm going to take the, the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to catch up to you. Bill O'Brien to Deshaun Watson. Throw a touchdown here. There you go. And he did. Good call, right. Coach. I'll take Panthers. You take Texans. I need to catch yep. up because you keep beating me on the weekly predictions. And last week I tried to take games that you didn't take, and it cost me again. But Yeah, and uh, another shout-out to uh, the guy who's keeping track of wins yeah. and losses for us. Raiders at Colts. Uh, I think the Colts are a couple of Vinatieri misses from being 3-0. They probably should be 3-0. And Jacoby Brissett's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Completed his first 16 passes last week against the Falcons. He's got Love seven that. touchdowns, only one pick. Uh, his completion percentage is 71, and he's got an 112 rating. They're really not yes. missing out. Uh, I mean, he he's got it. Like they're in good hands, and he's and he's on a cheap deal. Uh, it's really. Um, a pretty good scenario for the Colts right now. I don't think there's a ton of people, at least now. I mean, in the long run, I'd definitely rather have Andrew Luck. But right now, they're not uh, torn up about Andrew Luck retiring. No, not from a, a, a production perspective. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, I think Jacoby Brissett playing well makes me more happy than – any other QB playing well right now. Like I agree it, for the, for like the Colts fan base to be shocked by the departure of Andrew Luck 
for Jacoby Brissett is this player who, you know, was drafted by the Patriots, backed up Brady there, then got sent over to Indy, played good football, and then when Luck was out, was kind of a mixed bag. But with yeah. Frank, I think this speaks to, like, what Frank Reich means as a, a head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what he did with the Colts last right. year and now what he's, he's doing right now, like the, the Colts didn't get Josh McDaniels worked out. The Patriots gifted them Jacoby Brissett, which is working out. And uh, Brissett's like, I don't know. I feel like he's a guy who can make th- throws anywhere on the field to, he's going to be safe most of the time, but um, I don't know. It's just uh, I'm rooting for this story to continue is my point. Yeah. Uh, the only drawback this week is they might not have T.Y. Hilton. Oh, uh, yeah, that's kind of huge. Week. That is a big thing. <laughs> that's kind of uh, huge. Kinda been, he's been Brissett's uh, most reliable target. Uh, but everything else is clicking and things that, while things are falling apart for the Raiders. So I'm going to take, take the Colts in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts too. We don't even need to mention the Raiders. Nope. Sorry, no. Raiders fans. Okay, the game of the week in my opinion – Ooh, yeah, baby. Uh, the New England Patriots at the 3-0 and Buffalo Bills. We're all Bills fans this week, so break out your tables and, and, and jump off, uh, you know, a 20-story skyscraper into this table. Uh, don't actually do that. What I'm trying to say is we all want the Bills to beat the Patriots. Yeah, and this is the first game of the season where it feels like – the Patriots' opponents can be competitive. Yeah, and now that I think about it, uh, a skyscraper would be more than twenty stories. So, so don't leave any fucking comments. Oh, uh, uh, hey, Will, about, I'm an architect. My lack major, of architectural knowledge. And what you just described is a hotel at best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a hotel in Buffalo, not like a New York hotel or a. That should be a, a mid-rise building. Thank you very much. Right. Also, very fascinating. You can bet on whether or not a dildo will be thrown on yeah. the field in this game. You know, it's going to be a skyscraper. Uh, my dick when the Bills beat the Patriots. <laughs> it is has shined like she has never shined before. Yeah. Uh, same with Kyle Long. Very normal dick haver. Yeah. Um, I think the Patriots will win. I do too. <laughs> So I'm going to pick the Patriots. Yeah, but I, I'm interested to see this game because I am too. It's, we talk, okay, yeah, we talked about the uh, the Packers and uh, who's that other fucking team with a good defense? Uh, oh, the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> Patriots and the Packers have two of the best defenses. But I think the Bills are definitely in that conversation right now. Not that they've played uh, the toughest of opponents necessarily. Beat the Bengals, the Giants, uh, and the Jets. But, you know, I'm, I'm giving them the, the, the benefit of the doubt. And if they keep New England to roughly like 24 points, I think they have a chance. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're yeah, the Bills and they walk away with like a 24-17 loss or something, you kind of feel good about that. Uh, yeah, you have Patriots to. have scored over 30 points every game right right not that they've been playing uh super tough opponents either because they haven't let's see here yeah patriots 33 points 43 30 against the jets last week so the bills even if you don't win you get you can't let them score 30 points uh uh and the the patriots defense still has not given up a touchdown this year uh the jets scored two touchdowns last week but one of them was a fumble recovery for a touchdown and the other was a pick six uh off of jared stidham yeah who <laughs> new england has already brought in cody kessler right, it's like right. one pick six or like uh-uh, i don't know about this guy <laughs> yeah and the preseason is like okay this is the guy that's going to take over for brady when he retires yeah. and now it's well well now we need cody kessler on this team yeah i think bill is just pissed off at his his real replacement Jacoby Brissett is in Indy so right yeah and uh yeah and his other replacement Jimmy Garoppolo is three and out in San Francisco yeah uh okay so we're both taking the Patriots uh we want desperately for the Bills to win but um we have a fundamental sense of history so we're taking the Pats 
Chargers at Dolphins. How much do we really need to say about this game? Uh, the Chargers are favored by 16 and a half, which is a lot less than the Patriots and the uh, Cowboys were favored against the, the Dolphins. But um, yeah. apparently they saw something last week that um, gives them a, a, you know, a chance to keep it within three scores. Yeah, I think the, the caveat here, Will, is the Chargers have not won a game at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami ever. They, wow. The last time they beat the Dolphins in Miami was 1981, which was a playoff game in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, that was that, yeah. Uh, that, that playoff game, that, um, the longest game ever played, or whatever they call it. Was, it, was, that, a Dan, was that a Dan Fouts game? Yeah, it was like the Dan, Dan Fouts-Kellen uh, Winslow game. That, ah, that oh, shit. Time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that streak ends this weekend. I'll take the Chargers. I should say, okay, so Josh Rosen played a lot better than the stats would bear out last week because he had a couple drop touchdowns. Yeah, I saw one of those today. And I think he moved the ball a little bit better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think eventually – I oh man. It looked like they were threatening to, to keep it interesting last week. And then uh, they're one of those teams where one thing goes wrong and everything goes wrong and it snowballs mm-hmm. because they just don't have the talent um, to keep up generally. The Dolphins might get a win this season, Will. It's just not happening against the Chargers. No, it's not. Um Chargers are not getting back Melvin Gordon this week. He's coming back next week to, of course, play the fucking Broncos. Mm. Uh, perfect timing. Yep. And that's all we have to say about that game. We're both taking the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another Florida team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are playing the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are favored by 10. Buccaneers' uh, offense looked a lot better last week. Mike Evans had three touchdowns. Jameis Winston looks like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, and by knew what he was doing is just throw the ball to Mike Evans. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, they might not have Chris Godwin this week, so that you know that could stifle their offense a little bit. But they're, they're starting to – to Mike Evans. Yeah, and they're starting to use O.J. Howard a little bit too, which they should be doing. Um, they're a developing team, Tampa Bay. They, you know, they absolutely are, and they – Shot themselves in the foot, really, last week. Um, and by they, I mean Bruce Arians for deliberately taking a penalty to move a game-winning kick back five yards for a kicker that had already missed two extra points. Yeah, bad um, move. Matt Gay, the kicker who I mocked to the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round, right? missed two extra points and the game-winning field goal against the Giants. Um, yeah. A kick would have been good. Uh, from five yards closer. That's uh, five points right there. And again, Daniel Jones had a pick six dropped by Tampa Bay. So they were close to winning that game, but that was the Giants. The Rams defense uh, is better than that. I do not like Jameis Winston against Aaron Donald. And uh, the only way you can even contain Aaron Donald is with the double team every play because I saw a stat that said he wins 73% of his matchups, if not double teamed. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, and I think Jameis Winston plays bad football when he is under duress. And I feel like right. he's going to be. Uh, okay. But maybe, I mean, the Rams haven't gotten a lot out of Jared Goff yet this season either. So. No. And that's the scary part because they're still three now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I wrote that they're 0-3, but they're definitely 3-0. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, they... so, I, yeah, I have a couple of thoughts on this game. And the first one is that um, a lot of people on Sunday night when the Rams were playing were saying that Aaron Donald is the best football player they've ever seen. And uh, while that might be factually true, you're a fucking nerd if you think Aaron Donald is the best player you've ever seen. Uh, you should be talking about a quarterback or a wide receiver or running back. Uh, if you say that a defensive tackle is like your favorite football player or like the best guy you've ever seen play football, you're a nerd. Uh, you're a football nerd for sure. You need to, yeah, you need to change the way you're thinking and, uh, you know, drink a beer or have sex or something and uh, watch the game from uh, you know, a cooler person's perspective and say that, you know, have a good take. Like Randy Moss is the best football player I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know, man. Aaron Dahl's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, but you're, that's such a nerd answer to say Aaron Donald's the best player you've ever seen. 
I think it became not a nerd answer when he was training with a guy who had knives in his hands. Those were fake knives. So it's Did still we know a that? nerd it's a nerd Did we ass. Know that? They look pretty real to me. You're sounding like a nerd yourself, Brandon. <laughs> well, I'm not getting laid a lot I'm drinking <laughs> the beers. I, I, am, I am drinking a lot. You just uh, drink whiskey though. Yeah. Which is cool. I had beers this week at the Greta Van Fleet concert in. Oh, right. They yeah. gave me a headache. The beer did. Right. Uh, yeah, the Led Zeppelin cover band. Dude, they're so good. They are so are good. They? Oh, my God. I've just heard the uh, Safari song. That's pretty good. Yeah. They are. Yeah, I could just listen to Led Zeppelin, too. Yeah, but you can't go <laughs> see Led Zeppelin, can you? Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take the Rams, though. <clears throat> yeah, I'm taking the Rams as well. Uh, we've got a few more games. I guess we'll try to get through those pretty quickly. Yeah. Seahawks at Cardinals. Seahawks are uh, favored by five. I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, the too. Cardinals haven't been uh, atrocious. They just no. don't quite figure out how to win. They don't. There's a lot. There's a lot of val- uh, variables there. Yeah. Um, Seahawks are the better team. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, a good matchup for Russell Wilson against uh, a struggling defense. And Russell Wilson played really, really well, too, um, against the Saints. But, I mean, they lost the game because Chris Carson fumbled. And um, Yeah, he's fumbled every week so far. So, you you would expect his workload to maybe lessen, but I think Rashad uh, Penny's having a hamstring issue. I don't know how serious that is, but – uh, a fumble every week for running back is a, a sure way to find yourself on the bench <laughs> yeah. at some point. Definitely. Even if Pete Carroll's your head coach. Uh, right. So, yeah, we'll both yeah. take the Seahawks. If you have I Russell think, Wilson on your fantasy team, definitely start him this week. Yes. Because we've got three, four touchdowns against the Cardinals last week. I had him started. Oh, I set the perfect FanDuel lineup last week, and it was just for my Patreon Friends League. Uh-huh. So, you didn't make any money. Off I didn't of make any money. I, I won 30 bucks overall, but oh, anyway, Vikings, Bears, Chicago, three-point favorites. This is a yeah. good game. They look good. They look good on Monday night. Uh, Taylor Gabriel was the first Bear to have three touchdowns in a quarter since Gale Sayers, which was Ooh, roughly nice 100 stat. years ago. Nice stat. Uh, so this is – my question is it's not exactly a primetime game. But no. it's like one of those late afternoon games where it's probably going to be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And there's going to be a lot of people watching. It's going to be the Fox game of the week, and it's on the road. So what I'm saying is uh, Kirk Cousins probably going to shut the bed, right? <laughs> right. This is this – is, everything is basically going against Kirk Cousins in this yeah. game. Yeah, except for the undying love of his wife, Julie. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a very uh, – They love each other. I'm going to pick the Vikings, Aikman. though. Well, oh, okay. Because the Bears, as good as I think that defense actually is, the one area they struggled against the Broncos was stopping the run. They gave up 144 rushing yards to Lindsey and Freeman. And I think Dalvin Cook, you could argue, as the best running back in the NFL right now. And uh, I I think that's going to cost Chicago this game, even if Kirk doesn't play great. She may not. It might be another one of those games where he only throws the ball 10 times and they win. Yeah. I also, I had a dream that the Vikings cut Stephon Diggs. So I don't know what that went, means. And he went to the Patriots? Probably. But yeah. uh, give me the Vikes. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings too. Cool. Jaguars at the Broncos. Broncos. The Broncos, uh, despite being 0-3, are favored by three points at home. Um, we should say Calais Campbell is donating $20,000 to Denver charity. Very um, classy Calais. That's nice of him. Probably, you probably know, the 20,000 John Elway didn't want to pay him to sign with the Broncos. Yeah. Probably $4,000 for each sack he's going to have this week. Fuck. Yeah. I do not feel good about, uh, that. Well, Jalen Ramsey probably yeah. not there so that helps the broncos defense a little bit yeah, he's got a flu and he's got back problems and he's pregnant so but, but the jags me. front seven is that's just a big mismatch for the broncos offensive line who's already struggling it is yeah uh they've got a lot of mismatches up front with uh you know josh allen looks like he's gonna be really good 
Uh, so he's probably going to go against Elijah Wilkinson. And then you got, you know, you hope that the matchup inside is uh, Dalton Reisner against Calais Campbell because that's really their only hope. Yeah. Because <laughs> Reisner, you know, Reisner might be like the second or third best player on the team right now. Do you just have Dalton Reisner follow Calais Campbell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah, oh. but, yeah, he's playing tackle this play, and then he's playing center, and then I wouldn't be mad if they tried that. Honestly, we might be uh, we might be ahead of the curve here. Yeah, shit. Will and I should be coaches. Uh, I'll reveal my pick for this game in tomorrow's Broncos Jags specialty episode. Uh, so I yeah, I've picked the Broncos every week this year, and uh, they've contributed it? to three of my losses. So I'm going to take the Jags. Ooh, I'm going to catch you on this one. Spoiler alert. Uh, Will takes the Jags. I'll talk a lot about this game tomorrow. Yep. Sunday night football. Might be a good one. Uh Cowboys, Saints, Dallas, uh, three-point favorites on the road. You've got Teddy Bridgewater starting again. Uh, Taysom Hill was not used the way I thought he might be every other play. Um, Bridgewater was very efficient, 177 yards, two touchdowns. However, I think there may be an issue uh, of him winning in this game because he did not throw the ball downfield much. He had two passes that were complete after 10 yards, and they were for 11 and 13. His deepest attempt was only 18 yards. Uh, That works a little bit because you can just throw the ball short to Alvin Kamara, but when you've got a guy like Michael Thomas on the yeah. roster, like I think I I think the Cowboys are a better overall offense than the the Seahawks. So I the the Saints I think are gonna have to be more competitive scoring earlier in this game. Well I mean they scored a lot of their they scored a lot early against the Seahawks, but what I'm saying is like I think the Cowboys are going to score as well I don't know yeah they're gonna have to keep up I you know I think they might be able to get away with it until Breeze comes back uh, and just kind of rely on the short passing game and hope Alvin Kamara breaks a few tackles or you know they can get in rhythm a little bit with uh, Michael Thomas and and Jared Cook at tight end right because you're basically just trying to be safe right now with your quarterback play don't beat yourself right and then maybe Taysom Hill comes in and, you know, throws an 85-yard touchdown pass and then uh, goes to the bench again. But uh, ironically, like the one week America would want to watch Cowboys-Giants on Sunday Night Football, we're not getting it. Yeah, it's like – I think the- this would be the only week after Daniel Jones played so well uh, that I think America would, you know, open – Right. Their arms to the Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, this game would be, I feel like, really awesome if Drew Brees was playing. I'd be very excited to watch this game because with Drew Brees in the lineup, you're pretty certain the Saints are a good football team. The Cowboys have had a very easy schedule so far. Uh, so yep. this is their this is their their biggest challenge. It's kind of like sim like the Cowboys and Patriots are similar right now, where. They both look like unstoppable teams, but they've both played fucking terrible opponents, which is probably a nice way to ease into the football season as well. Um, maybe Dak Prescott should have got signed his contract this week. But uh, Saints, I don't think like the week-to-week performance is affecting the value of his contract. But No, I know, but I like to think it does, Will. Yeah, true. It's like yeah, he throws. You want to sign it after your best game? We'll give you. uh, We'll give you five years, twenty-five million, and that's our final offer. I don't know. Jerry Jones is crazy enough where he could bring in Dak Prescott after each win and be like, "You just earned five extra million dollars." And this week he's like, "You just lost five million, Dak. You want to sign now?" (laughs) I think he's going to give him like one of those big novelty checks. Here you go. There you go. It's going to be bigger than the Dallas Jumbotron. That's all I promise you, Dak. It's going to be $300 million over the next 15 years. It's just turning into a George Bush impression, really. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys, though. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints. I Final game, Monday Night Football. The- dun, 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 dun. We've Bengals. got two oh and three teams. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, man. 
Nobody's gonna watch. This is a bad game. It's so bad. It's been bad every single week. Man, uh, it's like the Bengals are similar to the Broncos where – Yeah, they haven't been atrocious. They've been competitive in their three losses. They well, have a new the, head – Yeah, the 49ers game was really bad, but – Right, and the 49ers game was kind of close with the lost. Steelers, but the 49ers also really worked the Steelers. Um, ah, Mason Rudolph uh, did not – he was the only young quarterback who did not look – well, I guess Luke Falk didn't look good either. Uh, no. James Conner's not playing well. No I'm one's gonna, really playing well on this offense except for Juju Smith-Schuster had a long touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals on the road. I think I'm going to take the Steelers. Cool. I can make just up to, some just for some, this week. Just for some variety here. I'm going to bet on my guy I like to make fun of, Andy Dalton. Maybe that's a good pick. I don't that know. Goes, that goes against everything I believe in because I, talk, I, I've, I talked a lot of shit about Andy Dalton. Um, uh, you think if they were if – if Minka Fitzpatrick became available a week later and the Steelers were 0-3 coming off a loss against San Francisco as opposed to 0-2, do you think they still make that trade? If it was this week, yeah. basically? Knowing that they're own three. I don't know. They traded for a tight end this week. So I don't point. know what they're doing. Like, I don't think they, under, I don't think they uh, have any experience in like, sucking right out of the no. game. They don't know how to deal with it. They are, they've gotten rid of three of their draft picks for next year. So they're without their, what, their first, third, and fifth now? Yeah. And, and if they, they could finish having a top ten pick this year. They obviously don't will. believe that. But because they're yeah, well, because they're in denial. I mean, they got the tenth pick last year with Devin Bush after trading with the Broncos. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I they if they get Ben Big Ben back, even he he didn't look good, but maybe that elbow was already hurt, been kind of hurt for a while. Well, but imagine like, okay, so imagine if they are the fifth worst team in football. And there's a chance that they could get Justin Herbert at the fifth pick, but they don't have a first-round pick because they traded it for Minka Fitzpatrick and Mason Rudolph proved that he's not the answer. How stupid would they look? They're going to look dumb if the Dolphins have the first and fifth overall pick. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, the Dolphins Dolphins don't look so crazy. And Justin Herbert. Ooh, and then... You trade one of those quarterbacks for Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> then both the Dolphins and the Steelers look smart again. It's just like the 70s, baby. The Dolphins and Steelers are dominating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, wow, I really fixed everybody's problem there. That's everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Why? Please, someone hire us. Uh, no, the, the Dolphins with the first and fifth overall pick... Uh, start calling to see if the Steelers are interested in uh, acquiring Josh Rosen. <laughs> Honestly, I like I'd like to see Josh Rosen on the Steelers as opposed to the Dolphins. He deserves, I mean, he deserves something better than that. But yeah. All right, I'll take Bengals. You take Steelers, and the Steelers. That will that's, end our podcast. That's our week of football. We did it good. So check in to see how we did next week. Um, thanks to all the people on Blue Wire that listened. Yes, so good of you to spare your whole day. Yes. Okay, thanks for listening to That's Good Sports Podcast. We do care greatly about your butts.